0: Chapter 3 Autumn had grown cold in Renton since the day the men had left for battle. The trees had lost their beauty. Their colours of red, orange, and gold had faded. The withered leaves had dropped and blown away, far from where they had once blossomed. And the cold autumn rains of the hill country had now forced the barley harvest. Renton could no longer wait for her men to return. The barley needed to be cut and bound into stooks to dry for threshing. Chorich hunched and tied the twine around the stook in front of him. He lifted and peered across the landscape at the severed stalks covering the ground like so many fallen soldiers. A dozen bound stooks dotted the field where the once ripe golden barley had stood. Chorich glanced at Aidan, who was fumbling with several stalks of his own, fighting to form another stook. "Where's Kenneth?" Chorich shouted. Aidan cursed and threw down the stalks in his hands. "What?" Aidan asked. Frustrated and tired. Chorich turned to his right and then his left. Where's Kenneth? He needs to be out here helping with the barley. He shook his head in disgust. Where did he go? I don't know. He said he needed something from the barn, Aidan replied, the hoe, maybe? He put his hands on his hips and spat. Damn it, Chorich grumbled, I am not going to spend the day out here while he's playing games. Finish gathering those stalks. I'll find Kenneth. He tossed his twine to the ground and stormed from the field. Aidan eyed the barley strewn about his feet and kicked at the stalks. He muttered something, but Chorich didn't bother with trying to understand him. Kenneth? Chorich called, as he moved toward the barn. Kenneth, you need to get out here, Chorich repeated, this time in a louder voice. He passed the corner of the barn and stepped sideways to avoid a mud puddle. Then he pulled open the barn door and walked inside. Kenneth? Chorich called again, standing in the middle of the barn. His head swiveled about, and he spotted the hoe in the corner, standing next to the shovel. That lazy oaf. Chorich grabbed the hoe and marched from the barn to the house. Reaching the house, he swung open the door and stepped inside. There you are he said, eyeing Kenneth in his father's large wooden chair with a lambskin pillow by his side. What are you doing in here? I had to get the hoe, and I came to get water to bring to the field, Kenneth replied. Chorich stepped toward Kenneth, his chest bowed like a gamecock. You need to get out there and help, he said in a gruff voice and then stopped when he heard his mother. He took another step and peered around the corner. His mother and Arabella were rolling dough on the counter. Ina abruptly ended her conversation with Arabella, and she turned her eyes to Chorich. He stood halfway between her and Kenneth. Chorich, is there something you need? She asked. Chorich didn't respond. Arabella spun and faced the boys, her hands covered with flour from the dough. She glanced at Kenneth and pushed her hair from her face, leaving a thin trail of white dust on her cheek. Chorich grimaced and peered long at Kenneth. Now I know why you're in here, sitting there in father's chair. It's Arabella, isn't it? Arabella was a lovely girl. Her frame was slender and shapely, and her eyes were green with an upward shape, unusual for her picked bloodline. Her lips were prominent and carried a teetering smile, and her nose was small with a slight dimple where it curved. Though barely fifteen, her beauty was in blossom. I can't believe you, Chorich muttered. Kenneth tried to restrain his boyish smile. I was just getting the pail to fetch some water for the three of us. Just getting the pail. Right, you were simply getting water for us. Chorich wiped the grime from his brow and stared down at the floor, shaking his head and stoking his bitterness. Chorich, what's the matter? His mother asked. What's the matter? Chorich's tone elevated. Aidan and I are out in the field, working ourselves to death to try to feed this family, and Kenneth is loafing in here, sitting in father's chair and chatting with Arabella. Chorich. His mother scolded. Mother, this is wrong, he should be helping. When father gets back. Your father is not back, and until he is, Ena stopped and held her words. Kenneth lifted from his seat. When father gets back, he'll know that I've helped. Because I came in to get water doesn't mean I am not working as hard as you, Chorich. Don't tell me what father would suppose. If he were here, he'd backhand you into the field himself. Chorich turned, marched to the door, and then paused. Don't bother with bringing water, Aiden and I have work to do. He hastened out the door, slamming it with a bang as he departed. Kenneth turned to face Arabella, yet didn't speak a word. She stood silently next to his mother with her head tilted down, then she glanced at Kenneth and offered a sympathetic smile. Kenneth responded with a disappointed frown, disappointed with himself as much as his brother. Then he turned to his mother, I'm sorry, mother. Don't worry about the water pail. Without waiting for a response, he walked toward the entryway. He pressed his shoulder against the door, pushed, and stepped outside. It was nine years prior that Constantine and his wife, Senga, took in a small orphan girl of five. Constantine found the orphan when he and his men were returning to Cashel after a skirmish with the Picts. On their return, they came across an unsettling sight, a horrific sight negation a Pict family waylaid, slaughtered, and left for dead. The killings were not typical of a clash amongst clans. By appearances, it was not the work of the Scots or the Picts. One of the older men swore it held the marks of a Viking attack, though the Vikings had not been in Britannia for decades. The only survivor was the young girl who had been hidden by her father. The child was nearly dead from starvation when Constantine found her. He brought the young girl home to his wife, Senga, to care for her. The two raised the girl as their daughter. She would be their only child. Her name was Arabella. At Senger's passing six years later, it was Constantine who kept Arabella from utterly closing off her world. Having lost her father and two mothers, Arabella had grown familiar with loss, a familiarity she didn't care to know again. Outside, Kenneth ran to catch his brother. Chorich, I'll take the hoe. I left the field to get it, I'll take it now, Kenneth hollered as he drew closer to Chorich. Chorich continued toward the field as though he hadn't heard a word. He let the head of the hoe sway in front of him and hit the ground, pushing off of it with each step like a walking stick. Kenneth caught Chorich and remained a step behind. Chorich, let me have the hoe. He tapped his brother's shoulder, Chorich. Chorich turned. Don't push me, Kenneth. He snapped. I need the hoe, Chorich. Kenneth said as he grasped the shaft of the hoe with his hand. Chorich gripped the hoe with both hands and yanked it back. Well you don't need it anymore? Go back inside with the women and rest up and get your water, he said, his breathing heavy and accelerated. Chorich, why do you have to get so angry? I was only trying to get some water for us. I know Aidan was thirsty. I was thirsty. What are you so mad about? Chorich stepped close and edged his chin towards Kenneth's face. Why am I mad, Chorich said, his lips barely moving, because I should be out with the men and, and instead I'm here with you, and your godforsaken laziness. Father would have your hide if he knew you weren't helping, at least Aidan is willing to work. Can't you at least do that? I have been cutting barley all morning. I stop for one moment and you're furious. Kenneth's heart thumped in his chest, guessing what may happen next. Why do you have such a problem with it, Chorich? Problem. Problem. Chorich's eyes narrowed. You want a problem. In a blink, the staff of the hoe thumped Kenneth's chest, knocking him backward and off balance. Chorich threw the hoe to the ground and rushed forward. Chorich's fist met Kenneth's eye like a mallet hitting a sack of meat. Kenneth's head snapped sideways, and he tumbled downward. He quickly caught himself, his palms flexing flat upon the ground. Turning his gaze, he eyed Chorich's legs and kicked his heel into his brother's knee. The blow hit hard. Chorich came down, leaping onto Kenneth as he fell. Their bodies tangled, with Chorich on top. Chorich freed his hands and punched Kenneth square in the mouth. Again, he punched. He raised his fist once more. Chorich! Ina yelled. Kenneth! Arabella screamed, running behind Ina. Stop this, stop right now. Ina yelled again, rushing toward the two. Chorich stood and stared down at his brother. His head slowly cocked and he faced his mother. He held her gaze for a moment, took a deep breath, and then turned and walked away. What is this all about? Is it about that silly drink of water? Is that why you needed to fight your brother? Answer me young man. Ina demanded, marching behind her son. Chorich stooped and picked up the hoe. He held the tool in one hand while shaking the bloody fingers of the other, trying to dispel the sting of his punches. He gazed at his mother. Mother, he sits inside and refuses to work, and then he runs out and yanks the hoe from my hands. He had it coming. Ina stared at Chorich, studying the angry boy. She tried to speak calmly, He's been in that field all morning with you and Aiden. The three of you have worked tirelessly to cut the barley. Why can't you take a rest? The barley can wait. Chorich said nothing. He struggled to look her in the eyes. Then he turned and gazed across the field as if watching for someone in the distance. Chorich, they're coming back, Ina said, her voice gentle and kind. Chorich, don't do this to yourself, don't do this to us. A breeze blew across Chorich's cheeks. He stood still and closed his eyes as the locks of his hair blew against his face. He glanced at Kenneth. Arabella was kneeling beside him, pressing her fingers against his swollen eye. Chorich, Ina said. He looked at his mother. His eyes were heavy and moist. He turned, with her in hand, and slowly headed back into the field of fallen barley. Arabella, Go get Nessa and have her bring a strip of red meat for Kenneth, Ina said. We'll need it to get the swelling down. Arabella rose and hurried to find Nessa. Get some water for them, too, Ina hollered as Arabella rushed away. She knelt down next to Kenneth. Are you alright? Kenneth rubbed his cheek and shifted his jaw from side to side, checking that it was still in one piece. Yes, I'm alright, don't know why he came at me like that. He's struggling. Kenneth. Ena gazed over her shoulder at Chorich. Her heart broke as she watched him thrust the hoe into the ground and rake it back and forth as though he was punishing the earth for some grave injustice. She turned back to Kenneth, it's not you, son. He's looking for someone, or something, to be angry at. Kenneth rubbed his eyes to clear his sight. Maybe father should have taken him with him, and let Chorich take it out on the Britons.